now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the Derriers. We're here to do what we do best, I think. I mean, this is about as good as it gets. <laughs> I guess best. You know, we just yeah. go up and down the road looking for music and it's just laying around all over the place. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. You know, people like, you know, they listen to a little bit of it and then they throw it out. They and, throw it and then we pick yeah, it right up. We pick it right up yeah. and, you know, uh, oh, hit you pause. Know, you know what that dusty old song? Yeah. Well, I'll take that dusty old I'll song. I'll take that. You okay. know, people ask us, they say, Derriere is exactly what is Americana music, and that's a fair question. Well, there's a there's a lot of definitions, and, oh, yeah. the, and there's a lot of opinions, and then there's ours. Yeah, and then there's ours. Then there's ours, and uh, we believe that it's music with distinctive, distinctive American, American roots. roots. Exactly, and you know that that's a mighty broad palette. That's I mean, a big bowl of music uh, right there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, you know, it could be bluegrass. It could be ragtime. It could be western. It could be Cajun. It could be heavy metal. Well, do we say country? Not yet, but okay, you just it could be did. country. It could be ragtime. It could be bubblegum. We've established that. That's true, That's yeah. That's true. Uh-huh. Folk. Uh, folk is good. And classical? Techno. Techno is good. Yeah. yeah. And what's our favorite? Boogaloo. boogaloo. It yeah. could be boogaloo. Could be boogaloo. And boogaloo. it is boogaloo. It is boogaloo. And the format of the show is that uh, we each show up each week with a virtual fistful of tunes that we have not yet disclosed to the other guy. That's the only rule. And we parse them out one at a time. We take turns starting the show. And uh, I started last week, Leo. That's exactly right. Uh, so the honors fall upon you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a recommendation uh, of our good friend Art. Art is... Uh, He's great, man. He's a, he's a, or a, he's a he's the first recipient of the third chi- third, third cheek, cheek award. Yes, he, that's right. He is. He's yes, a big uh, help to and us. He's uh, well earned. He it certainly is. Yeah. He uh, he reminded me of something, and I tell you, if he hadn't brought this up, I probably never would have remembered this song again for the rest of my life. Uh, but it's uh, from 1956 when I was just a kid, obviously. And uh, the guy's name, his full name was Farrell Halliday Draper. And everybody called him Rusty, Rusty Draper. And it's kind of interesting because he's from back home. Uh, he's from Kirksville, Missouri. Oh, okay. He was born and raised there. And he was named, uh, they nicknamed Rusty because he had this bright red hair, right? Well, of course. So, but he, uh, he began performing on his uncle's radio sta- uh, station in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This would be in the mid-1930s. And then he moved on to other radio stations like in Des Moines, Iowa. This is kind of interesting. Wow. Sometimes he was filling in for the sports announcer there at the time, who was Ronald Reagan. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Puts things in perspective. It, doesn't it, it? really does. Yeah. But, and he, be, he began to sing in, in local clubs. And he had quite a career, really. And guess where he spent most of his career? Mercury Records. Okay. Mercury comes a lot, uh, comes up a lot in our discussions here. You know, I just had a thought. If you go back far, far enough, far enough, yeah. Everybody was nobody. 
Uh, until they what? Until they became somebody. Oh. Yeah. Everybody. There's a song in there, Roger. Oh, <laughs> no. Boy. Sorry. That was a deep thought. I, I just had to get it out. Okay. I'm done now. Okay, good. Okay, go okay. ahead. <laughs> Mercury <laughs> Records. He did a lot of he did a lot of recording. He did a bunch of stuff. But listen, the 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 the, the record that uh that Art mentioned was some and again, I would have been like four years old when this thing was on. It was a flip side of another record. And uh, it's just this fun little song and little novelty song. So, uh, so here we are from uh, from 1956. Uh, this uh, song is called "In the Middle of the House." Oh, the railroad comes through the middle of the house. The railroad comes through the middle of the house. The trains all come through the middle of the house since the company bought the land. They let us live in the front of the house They let us live in the back But there ain't no living in the middle of the house Cause that's the railroad track When a bill collector comes to the house He knocks and bangs on the door So we set him right down in the middle of the house And he never comes back no more No, he never comes back no more The railroad comes through the middle of the house the railroad comes through the middle of the house It comes and goes through the middle of the house And the trains are all on time And here comes the 509 Oh, the railroad comes through the middle of the house In and out of the middle of the house Right smack dab through the middle of the house Where the parlor used to be there's a great big door in the front of the house There's a little old door in the back But we can't have doors in the middle of the house Cause that's the railroad track A relative came to visit the house He liked to scream and fuss So he sat him right down in the middle of the house And he never more bothered us No, he never more bothered us the railroad comes through the middle of the house. The railroad comes through the middle of the house. It comes and goes through the middle of the house since the company bought the land. I'm singing this song in the middle of the house. Look out, Rusty. Oops, look out, Rusty. It's a train. <laughs> That's a great one. Well, there you go. You know, uh, when Art suggested that song, uh, I, I realized uh, Dad used to sing that song. That's right, he but did. But I had never heard the original. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And so it was fun to go, go, give it a listen. I think it was the flip side of a, I don't know, it seems like it was the flip side of another record, but yeah, yeah, yeah. a long time ago. Awesome. Well, there you go, Rog. It's back to you. Okay. Well, um, we're going to go Hawaiian and uh, Western. Okay. Um, remember, some years ago we did uh, we did the uh, festival uh, down in um, uh, the Cochise County Festival yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. gathering, mm-hmm. and uh, we met a guy by the name of Gordon Fritos. That's correct. We fr- did from yep. Hawaii, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, really a cool oh, dude. Just a heck of a nice guy. And uh, and man, he was a heck of a picker too. Mm-hmm. You know, he was kind of a real. Kind of quiet, uh, soft-spoken kind of guy. Until but, he started playing until music. Until he started playing music. Yeah, and yeah. He was something. Uh-huh. Um, so he had a, an album uh, that I got from him at the time, and I'd kind of forgotten about it, but it's called Local Folk. It was actually recorded in 1997. Um, but it's interesting. I, you know, I didn't find a lot about him, but um, but the uh, one of the reviews about the album said uh, that it's truly a regional portrait of a cultural melting pot 
painted in the lyrics of an island boy who grew up on the road across America with eyes open wide and ears tuned into the winds of the world. <laughs> well, that's poetic, that's isn't it? That's very descriptive, yeah. yes. But anyway, uh, but it's uh, th- the whole album is a lot of fun because it's very, very varied. You know, a lot of different uh, yeah. kinds of music, uh, a lot of Hawaiian type of stuff. I like this one, though. I picked it because uh, it embraces the uh, Hawaiian cowboy aspect right. of it. And there's a bunch of that out there's there. There's a lot of it, yeah. We could, we could talk more about the connection between the Hawaiian cowboys and the American cowboys, yeah. But uh, anyway, it's a fun tune. I like it. It's from Local Folk, 1997. Gordon Freitas doing Paniolo Yodel. From the cool slopes of the saddle to the ocean with the paddle, with the kaula ili lasu chasing cows into the sea. In the middle of the great blue ocean, they call the Paki Pika. It's a cowboy paradise you've got to see. It's a lot more than a Waikiki where surf rolls in the sand. It's a bit more than our hula girls can tell you with their hands. There's a little bit of yodeling cowboy in each sweet Hawaiian song. You can learn to yodel when a Paniolo yodels, try and sing along. Eatle, 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 Sing along. I heard of Pani Oliodo, Pani Oliodo, your lady. Ooh la la, eh, who means your lady? Pani Oliodo, Pani Oliodo, ooh la la, eh, your lady, your lady. Eat a lay, eat a lay, eat a Your lady, your lady, eat a Again. 
<laughs> a little tribute to our uh, Kansas State song yeah. right there at the end. Yeah, he's a great dude, man. Oh, uh, wow. Really enjoyed uh, meeting him uh, some he, years ago. He's just a cool guy, man. Yeah. And yep. he, he did. He knew all those cowboy songs yep. you know, when we were playing. Yep. Hey, he's a fun guy. Well, great. That's a great call. All right, Leo. Well, what do you got to follow a, that up a with? A guy named, um, you know, it's funny how these original, they get the names that they're born with, mm-hmm. you know, and they get known by something completely different. This guy's given name uh, was Ellis Otha Bates. Okay. okay. And where have they, I'll tell you how they got from Ella Otha Bates to Bo Diddley. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. There's there's kind of a thing. Uh, he, now he was born in uh, what is it, 1928, and uh, he's an American guy that uh, he had a he, he played a key role though in the uh, transition from blues to rock and roll. I mean, everybody knows that connection, you know, you coming bet. out of blues into rock and roll and everything. And um, it's said that he influenced. I mean, just definitely influenced a lot of popular artists later on. Buddy Holly, Elvis Presley, The Beatles, The Rolling Stones. The Animals, um, even George Thorogood, um, and The Clash, for crying out loud. You know, they all learn stuff from this guy because he established that that beat. Uh, he, he His use of um, African rhythms, basically, and that signature beat is a, what they describe it as a simple five-accent hand-bone rhythm. Okay. Oh, sure, yeah. That comes around in his music all the time, and everybody picked up on it. That's good for conga lines. It really is. It really is. Just saying. Now that you mentioned it, I haven't gone to a party like that, though, so I wouldn't know, really. Yeah. But he also responsible for a lot of technical innovations, including the use of a... He had a weird-looking guitar. It was a Gretsch. Okay. It was like a rectangular thing, you know. And he got into uh, using tremolo and reverb uh, to enhance the sound of the of the instrument. Anyway, now listen, he got in a little trouble at one point. Um, you know, his signature tune was Bo Diddley. He had a song that he wrote himself with that with that rhythm to it, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, he was going to be on the Ed Sullivan show, and so the uh, someone on the staff's uh, show staff heard him casually. He's just back in his dressing room playing the song. Which I'm going to feature today, which is 16 tons, which we normally oh, yeah. associate with Tennessee Ernie Ford, you sure, know, yeah. people like that. Mm-hmm. Well, they heard him kind of noodling around on it, and they said, "Hey, why don't you play that song on the show?" And said, "He said, okay, you know." So, what what happened? And here's what they say: is later on when he looked at the set list, it said he saw Bo Diddley on the cue card, right? But he but he thought, well, I'm supposed to play that and my other song. So he gets on the ends and plays both. Ed Sullivan was ticked off. Oh, wow. He was furious. And he banned him from the show after that. Wow. And he said, that boy won't last six months. Oh, well. <laughs> he pretty much did. Yeah, kind of. But he, he, he broke through later, and he just kept going and going and going. Uh, but this, this, this one is, a, I didn't associate him with this song until I ran, I ran across this recording. So let's listen to Bo Diddley do 16 Tons. People say a man is made out of mud. Poor man made out of muscle and blood. Muscle and blood and skin and bone. A mind that's weak and a back that's strong. You lose 16 tons. What are you getting? Day older and deeper in debt. Say he'd be long to call me, call. 
to the company store Bless his soul, he loaded 16 tons, and what did he get? Another day, old ran deeper in debt, sang, feeling on to coffee, cause I can't go. Oh, my soul to the company store. You then the left one will you load sixteen tons and what do you get? Another day older and deeper in it. Sank Peter, don't you call me call? I can't go. Oh, my soul to the company store. We have a friend. <laughs> Uh, that would probably like to hear that rendition. Oh, yeah, Lance. Lance would like to hear yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to do that. We'll have to do that. You know, uh, uh, while we're talking, I looked up a picture of that him with that guitar. Yeah, it's kind of a rectangular it's shape. It's very body. rectangular. Yeah. Uh, I'll stick that up on our website so people can check it Beautiful, out. Beautiful, yeah. It's worth looking at. Oh, hey, look at the time. Too. Hey, you know, I think, along here. I think we've about used up our time for this segment. Time um, to take a little break and uh, do the chores. Well, that's right. Tomorrow's moving day, of course. Uh, and uh, of course. so we need to pick up the trash and check that left, left rear, rear inside, inside duel. And yeah. it's your turn. Uh, okay, so uh, you get that. the tire tester. I'll get a trash bag. All righty. And uh, we'll go do the. Hey, you know what? Hey, what? Uh, you know how we talk about uh, wanting sponsors and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, I finally decided. If we can't get sponsors, we'll just have sponsors. Okay, I'm down uh, with that. So, uh, well, I'll, I'll get to it later okay, on. Okay, all right. Okay? That, that makes sense. Perfect sense okay. to me. All right. Okay. Well, this is the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA. Well, that wasn't too bad. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get me a tire mm. tester with a really long handle on it. <laughs> Okay. 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 All right. I'm sure they make them. I bet uh, they do, yeah. Sure. Yeah, okay. they do. Okay. Well, good. Nicely done, Leo. Uh, you know, we are uh, broadcasting this week from the Shady Grove RV Park right here in Mobile, Alabama. Mobile, man. That yeah. dart went way east there. On yeah, that it did. It yeah, really it, did. It got kind of carried away, I guess. But what a town, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not a little town. This is a big and. Yeah. It started out like most of these, you know, Well, it's smaller towns. than Las Vegas. It's smaller than were, Las Vegas. But still, it's big and, for us. Uh, Las Vegas is also really, really spread out, kind of like flat in all directions. <laughs> That's you know? right. Well, Mobile's a little more condensed. And, uh, but the population uh, within the city limits... Um, it's 195,000, right? Okay. But that's just for that alone. But I'm, still, that's a pretty good-sized town. And uh, it's got quite a history. Now, first of all, um, it's named after, um, guess what? What? Indians. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's named after the Mobile <laughs> tribe 
uh, that the French colonists encountered when they living in the area, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, some some historians kind of debate the fact, but they they may have been descendants of the Native American tribe whose uh, small fortress town is called Mabila uh, was used to conceal several thousand Native warriors before an attack in 1540 on the expedition of Spanish explorer, if I get his name right, Hernando de Soto. Well, yeah, and uh, what they don't say about that is that that, uh, that dwelling, yes. uh, they could move it. That's true. Yeah, it was, a mo- it, it was the original mo- mobile home. It was the original mobile mo- home. Mobile home, mobile I guess you could home. call it. Yeah. Oh, boy, you were really reaching for that one, <laughs> yeah. aren't you? Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, I got to thinking. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, they've got a lot of history, man, and this town... Uh, has got an incredible amount of cultural uh, significance. I mean, they've got they've got a beautiful uh, symphony here. They've got these beautiful halls. Uh, the entertainment's just out of the world. Not that we can afford to go to any well, of no, that. No, we just pretty much hang around the Shady Grove, you know, and <laughs> throw a frisbee and <laughs> drink that, beer. I hope somebody picks it up and brings it back <laughs> to us. <laughs> That's right. We can't catch the frisbee anymore. Uh, well, good. Uh, you know, people ask us. They say. Derriers, exactly. Why is it that you travel across this great country of ours uh, in in that old motorhome well, of yours? Because it's we don't really have another place. That's to, kind of you know what we have. That's what and, we have. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. unlike our compadres here on Truckers Radio USA, who have these things called ranches. ranches. Yeah. Yes, they do. And they get they to do. do their shows from the relative comfort of their ranches. I'm thinking, you know, pink puffy slippers and a yeah. lazy boy. You know, taking possibly, it easy. Yeah. possibly. Yeah. Of course, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rockin' Diamond R Ranch and the Dos, Dos Cabezas Mountains. Mountains. We need to go there and see if he'll give us Dos Cervezas. Dos Cervezas. Yeah. Thanks, I bet Rex. he would. I bet he would. Maybe, I don't yeah. know. If we made the trip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alan Bailey, of course, has the Swinging Gate Ranch. Absolutely. The Tennessee Jim, the Diamond W Ranch on the edge of the Kansas Flint Hills. And Orrin Friesen has the Rock and Banjo Ranch, of it, course. That is, that's right. And, you know, we, we used to whine about the fact that we, we uh, have don't a have a ranch. Right. But until our pal Suzanne straightened us out about that. And she didn't actually lecture us about whining. No, she didn't. We said we maybe exaggerated. A we ex- bit. maybe made that up. Made up. Yeah, but it's just that we we've been accused of doing it before. Well, we have. <laughs> yeah. But she corrected us. Yes, she did. She did. And she said, "You guys, you have the biggest ranch of all. You have the entire continental United States. Exactly. Which is to say, you have a ranch without, without fences. fences. That's right. Which is great. And we travel that ranch in our RV called Ramblin' Road." She does. Yeah. She doesn't complain much. Not much. I have much. Much less than we do. Much less than we do. <laughs> a little gas in the tank, a little air in the tires, and boom. Away we go. We're headed down the road. Yes, sir. Well, that's it. Now, see, where do we leave off? Uh, I think it's my turn. I think it is, too. And I think it's time we did some more big band music. Oh, I Excellent idea. It's been a little while. Yeah, it has. And, uh, and I want to go back and revisit Tommy Dorsey. Oh, man. He's about my favorite. It's just about mine, too. And, and, and one of the reasons is because they do that really cool counter-melody backbeat kind of thing. Which we talked about. Which we talked about. Before. And, 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 but I want to revisit that just in case people didn't hear that episode. They yes. can go back. Uh, but uh, but it, it's interesting. Uh, they, uh, the book is called... The book I found this in is called Tommy Dorsey living in a great big way. And it's a biography by Peter J. Levinson. And he says, and, and, uh, the original one that had the counter melody, of course, was their big hit Marie. Marie, right. Right. Yeah. And um, it said it was a borrowed arrangement from a black band called the Sunset Royal Orchestra. 
The Dorsey Band was at Nixon's Grand Theater in Philadelphia for a Battle of the Bands, and the Sunset Royal Orchestra preceded the Dorsey Band and went into their arrangement of Marie with the counter melody. Of course, it was a hot pop tune right there. Everybody was, was yeah. doing it. Uh-huh. And the, the, the band, Dorsey just stole their arrangement. Said, Look, did you hear that? Yeah, let's do that Let's now. do that. And so so popular that they used it in, in other tunes uh-huh. uh, later on. And so this is one uh, that they did it in. Uh, well, I really like Tommy Dorsey and his orchestra doing Who? Wasted time getting out. Yep, that's done. Of course, Boom. Frank Sinatra singing with them there. So. That's right. Yeah, that's good right. Stuff. You know, it's funny you, you mentioned that. Here's somebody that's fronting a big band, right? Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that I have a singer that fronted a big band too. 
Oh, really? Yeah. And I, I didn't know whether to play it now or not because it's it's kind of not the same era. It's a little later. The gal's name was Norma Dolores Ekstrom. There's a name. It really is. Uh, and uh, she got in. She was starting to audition a little bit. and She finally landed a job. But before the guy put her on stage, he changed her name to uh, Peggy Lee. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it, well, similar. I can understand. It's similar. It's kind of right in the same vein <laughs> there. Wow. Uh, she was born in uh, Jamestown, North Dakota in, in uh, 1920. She was the seventh of, of eight kids, you know. So I guess whatever was left by the time yeah. she got there, that's what she got to have. And um, I don't know why, but I was reading up on the history, and some, for some reason uh, they made a point of saying that her uh, family was all Lutherans. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think her father was a minister or something like that. Anyway, um, he uh, he worked for the Mid the Continental Railroad, so she grew up kind of at various towns along that railroad. You know, okay, sure. Uh, anyway, she uh, she got to where she uh, was getting known for her singing a little bit, and uh, she was performing at a place called the Doll House, and she met a guy named Frank Baring, and he he was the owner of a place called the Ambassador East and West in Chicago. Okay. Right. And uh, he offered her a gig at the Buttery Room, which was a nightclub in the Ambassador Hotel West, where she was noticed by band leader Benny Goodman. Oh, yeah. Right. And so uh, what happened was that um, they they brought her in to meet meet him and he just hired her right away. Uh, She said, I thought he didn't like me at first, but it was just that he was preoccupied with what he was hearing, which is pretty cool. Hmm. Now, they they. she she had a way of singing. She had a great dynamic voice, and she sometimes would sing so softly. You know that's kind of a hallmark with some of her uh, music. She was in a um, she was in a place uh, called the Dollhouse in Palm Springs, and she realized she she couldn't sing over the din. You know there was just right. so much conver- You know how it is. Yep. So she says I couldn't sing over them, so I decided to sing under them. The more noise they made, the more softly I sang. And when they discovered they couldn't hear me, they began to look at me. Then they began to listen. And as I sang, I kept thinking softly with feeling. Yeah. And uh, it worked. She says the noise dropped to a hum. The hum gave way to silence. And she said I had learned how to reach and hold my audience softly with feeling. Yeah, that that is a real talent. And and I'll tell you somebody else we know is, uh, we were just talking about him, Lance. Lance. Has that talent. He can. You know, just uh, bring the crowd down. He doesn't try to sing yeah. over him. He just yep. sings, and, and all of a sudden, everybody has to be quiet and hear yep. him. You know? Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, it, it's a pretty good deal. Uh, now, there's a couple little sidelights I want to mention about Peggy Lee, too, because one of the things, she's often cited as the inspiration for the margarita cocktail. Oh. She had been in Mexico... And I uh, had this drink, and she liked it, and she talked to bartender into making the, you know, kind of a semblance of it. And so they just named it, you know, the margarita. Here's the, my favorite, though, right? But they didn't name it the Peggy Lee no. or anything? Well, now, wait a oh, minute. Oh, you're going somewhere with I'm this. I'm getting somewhere with this. Okay. The, uh, the uh, Henson, the guy that did the Muppets, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, before they really got everything going, they created this little, this little pig. Right? Okay. And uh, they, the inspiration for the little pig was Peggy Lee. Okay. So originally, the pig was called Miss Piggy Lee. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and then they dropped it to Miss Piggy uh, when they Oh, that's it. great. Okay, this, this song uh, was recorded. Uh, uh, the way it was produced was against her producer's wishes. It's strictly with her voice, finger snaps, an upright bass, and drums. Wow. Very lightly done. And um, it modulates twice. 
through the song. So it's kind of technically pretty interesting. I'm, of course, talking about Fever. Yeah. As recorded in 1957. And she wasn't the first person to do it. Another guy uh, had a hit with it before, but hers is absolutely the definitive version of this song. Let's listen to Peggy Lee doing Fever from 1957. Never know how much I love you Never know how much I care When you put your arms around me I get a fever that's so hard to bear You give me fever When you kiss me, fever When you hold me tight Fever In the morning A fever all through the night Sun lights up the daytime, moon lights up the night. I light up when you call my name, and you know I'm gonna treat you right. You give me fever when you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. Fever in the morning, a fever all through the night. Everybody's Got the fever, that is something you all know Fever isn't such a new thing Fever started long ago Romeo loved Juliet Juliet, she felt the same When he put his arms around her He said, Julie, baby, you're my flame Now give us fever When we kiss it, fever with thy flaming use Fever, I'm a fire Fever, yea, I burn forsooth Captain Smith and Pocahontas Had a very mad affair When her daddy tried to kill him She said, Daddy, oh, don't you dare Give me fever With his kisses, fever When he holds me tight Fever I'm his missus Daddy, won't you treat him right Now you've listened to my story Here's the point that I have made Chicks were born to give you fever Be it Fahrenheit or centigrade They give you fever When you kiss them fever If you live, you learn Fever Till you sizzle What a lovely way to burn What a lovely way to burn What a lovely way That's that's sultry. That's it. Yeah. That's sultry. That's great, Leo. There you Thanks. go. Uh, let's see. It's your turn. There's it only is. the two of us. It had to be one of us. I, I guess it's I you. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Boy, you are right on it. Today. I am, man. Um, you know, um, I, I stumbled onto this guy. I, I actually was looking for a particular song, and he does a rendition of this song, but um, he's a steel guitar player. I think he plays other stuff, too. But uh, um, 
the the album is called John Rauhaus's Steel Guitar Heart Attack. <laughs> So nice. that, that got my attention. Nice. What he says about himself was he said, I started playing the banjo in 1977. I was 19 years old on a dare and ended up playing in a bluegrass band for several years. In the late 70s, I started up on the pedal steel. After that, I played multi-instrumentalist for years in a dozen bands. Uh, joined Grievous Angels in the mid-90s. Wow, got nice. the Bloodshot records deal mm-hmm. and the rest is history always wanted to make a steel guitar record paying homage to previous steel players who made good bad steel records <laughs> good so bads. uh yeah okay, gotcha but uh but anyway uh again couldn't find a lot on the guy but sounds like a pretty interesting dude and uh i i would just take him with this one he does a great rendition uh, that album again is called john rauhaus's steel guitar heart attack and the song is holiday for strings song done a lot of ways but never never that it's one pretty pretty manic i would say oh yeah you could say that yeah i mean that stuff. song's crazy anyway you know? oh yeah but uh yeah oh hey look at the time hey you know what we are uh yeah we're about out of time for this segment we gotta so, uh, do our thing here well here's where we need to go around and apologize to the neighbors oh and, yeah did you bring the beers i'm glad you brought that up why well remember how i said uh we needed to get a sponsor yeah we got one really Beer from the refrigerator, that wonderful beer. Ham's beer. Who took the beer from the refrigerator, that 
the beer from the refrigerator, that wonderful beer, Ham's beer, the beer that makes you feel that you're really right there. In the land of sky blue waters, waters, cool, refreshing, clean to the taste, who took the beer from the refrigerator, that wonderful beer, Ham's beer. You gotta be kidding me. Oh, well, yeah, there's no money or anything. I just downloaded it. They don't know? Oh, well, no. Yeah, that's it. But anyway, so I got the six-pack, and uh, we can go do some apologizing. Let's and, give uh, away some beer. Yeah, we'll be back here in just a minute. Uh, this is the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. Who took the beer from the refrigerator, that wonderful beer? Ham's beer. Cool, refreshing, clean to the taste, that wonderful beer. Tell everybody to look out. Yeah, look out. We're, We're backing back. up. Yes, we are. That's that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. We're the derriers. We do back up. We do yeah. back up. Yeah. Well, this is the part of the show uh, where we like to uh, we like to um, ask people um, suggest. Uh, well, we suggest, uh, or we could just, just downright just go be- to beg. beg. We'll beg people. Yes. Go to our websites and uh, check them out. Uh, the one for this uh, show is. The Derriers.com. The is very important. The, it's probably the most important the thing. The most important Yeah, part, if you yeah. forget it, then you're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the one, of course, for the band is... Well, that's uh, 3trailswest.com with the number three. Yep. Yep, there's lots of stuff on there, too. In fact, uh, we have information about how to get our products and stickers and all, other kind all of that stuff. stuff yeah. All that stuff, yeah. All that stuff. Matter of fact, uh, if you go to either of our websites, uh, you will find a lot of content. content yes. Uh-huh. And if you view it, we're pretty sure you will be... Contented, but there's so much. Yeah, you could become confused, confused. In which case, you should just contact, contact us, us, and we'll get you straightened out. Yeah, yes. there are contact us tabs at both websites, or you can get directly to us with our uh, email addresses. Mine is Roger, no D, at thederrieres.com, and mine is Leo, also no D, at thederrieres.com. Yeah, and uh, you make know, it easy on you. You know, the other thing is, if you go to thederrieres.com and go to the Americana Roadshow tab. You can download or listen to any of our past episodes at your leisure. In your leisure suit. Oh, if you have a leisure suit. Absolutely. Take a picture. We'd like to see that. (laughs) We'd love to see that. Yeah. As our good buddy Mike Carr says, go Go nowhere without the the barriers. Well said. Well said. Well, Leo, I think it's back to you now. I wondered whether to put this, uh, play this song or not. I kind of, it took me a long time to warm up to this song when it was popular. Okay. Uh, it, just, it just took me a little bit of time. It came out in 1976. Okay. But then I, as I got to looking into it, I, I got some backstory on this song. Uh, the, uh, they produced this song with um, the band. I'm going to tell you who they are in a minute. Uh, with John Vint Denver. And, oh. Okay. They were from a mile around the Colorado area. And, of course, he did uh, Take Me Home, Country Roads, which became a hit single in 1971 mm-hmm. uh, and became the uh, state song uh, for West Virginia in, in 2014. Um, anyway, this band started out as a duo and eventually went on to become a bigger band uh, with another couple. And uh, they signed on to John Denver's uh, label, okay. uh, Winsong. And they, uh, they had a good run. So what I found out about this band that kind of made me rethink it is that in 2010, Billboard named this song the 20th sexiest song of all time. (laughs) Well, that'll turn your head. When you hear what the band is, you go, really? But one more thing before I tell you who they are. In fact, maybe I won't even tell you who they are. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Um, uh, David Letterman was a writer on a show that they hosted. 
Wow. Right? So they had a bunch of people coming in and going, and they, they hung out, you know, walked in tall cotton. And then it kind of all fell apart. I'm just going to tell you who they are. Uh, this is the Starland Vocal Band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the song Jeez. from 1906 is called Afternoon Delight. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? When everything's a little clearer in the light of day. And we know the night is always gonna be here anyway. Thinking of you's working up my appetite. Looking forward to a little afternoon delight. Rubbing sticks and stones together make the sparks ignite. And the thought of loving you is getting so excited. Skyrockets in flight. Now, listen to these guys. It was a, a number one hit in the U.S. And the album that was on also charted, right? Uh-huh. And, uh, they, and they were nominated at the Grammy Awards in 1977. They were na- nominated four times, and they won two. Wow. So, so there you go. Starland Vocal Band, new respect, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Come on, follow that. I wish I could say great job. <laughs> But it's funny. That brings brings back memories. Okay, I'm going to try and get us out of this uh, with a guy by the name of Herbert Clayton Penny. Yep. Hank Penny. Hank Penny. Oh, okay. I got to looking into him. I couldn't believe that we hadn't covered him yet. That's uh, true. But we haven't. 
Um, he was born in 1918, and um, he worked as a comedian uh, initially. He had a backwards character called that plain old country boy on TV with Spade Cooley. Uh, he, he was married to country singer Sue Thompson from 53 to 63, and we're going to visit her later on. Okay. Um, but uh, in the 30s, he was the leader of a band called the Radio Cowboys, and, and I'm not going to name all the people that he played with. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Um, at WLW Radio in Cincinnati during World War II, he formed the Plantation Boys, which was kind of a lot like the uh, Radio Cowboys. And then he moved to uh, L.A. and he formed uh, kind of larger Western swing bands. And he took over a band uh, that was led by uh, ex-Spade Cooley bassist uh, Deuce Spriggins. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, he kind of modeled that the repertoire uh, of, of uh, like Western swing on Milton Brand and his, his musical brownies, um, Bob Wills and those kind of people. But he did a deal. Um, he was a, a huge fan of jazz. And he recorded an instrumental called Hillbilly Bebop in 1949, and it was one of the first Western swing numbers to incorporate it, the new sound of jazz, which was bebop. Yeah, right. Okay? Yeah, uh -huh. But he pulled it into Western swing. There, there's uh, accordion in this thing and all kinds of fun stuff. We're going to listen to that. But but he, he recorded a lot for King, and um, here's some of the people that he recorded with. Um, Benny Garcia, Royal Lanham, Fiddlers Harold Hensley, Max Fiddler, and Billy Hill, not the songwriter, steel mm -hmm. guitarist Noel Boggs, Joaquin Murphy, uh, Ralph Mee, Speedy West, and Herb Remington. Gee, you know? I mean, he just uh, played with everybody. He's got just a tremendous uh, uh, repertoire of music. But I was drawn to this tune. It was a big hit for him, uh, and plus the fact that it's a little bit controversial. Uh, so let's hear it from Hank Penny, Hillbilly Bebop. <laughs>
Stop. Stop. Done. <laughs> Jeez. None of this fade out stuff with no. these guys. No. no way. No way. Heck no. Okay, Leo. Well, back to you. I'm going to uh, pull up um, a song here. A guy named uh, Gary Ronnie Stewart. And he's one of the lesser known outlaw, uh, you know, country. Outlaw cowboy guys. Uh, outlaw country guys. Uh-huh. Um, Although he had a he had a hell of a string, uh, he wrote a lot of good music. He he was most famous, I think, for a song that was called uh, uh, "She's Acting Single and I'm Drinking Doubles." Oh yeah, remember that yeah, one? I yeah, I remember that. It was a great song. Uh, but I kind of was reading up on listening to uh, some of his music, and I chose this one because uh, it is a song that Bob Dylan heard. And it just kept running through his mind. He couldn't get this song out of his head. And he finally arranged to meet the guy. Wow. They were touring close together, and he get, went out of his way to go meet this guy. But um, he had kind of a, a, a very interesting life. Uh, he, he was born in uh, Jenkins, Kentucky in May of 1944. And uh, he was named after the actor Gary Cooper. Okay. Go figure. Start with that and go from there, right? But he had a, a very distinctive vibrato voice. It wasn't one of these big, you know, huge country voices. Uh, he said uh, he he sang like uh, how do they put it? He said that he sings like he doesn't want you to listen. Oh wow! He says his voice quavers with this an earnest country jumpiness, less grand old Opry and more like he reluctantly grabbed the microphone at a karaoke bar and started spilling his guts out to, wow. <laughs> to strangers standing around. So there you go. Give us give us kind of you know a way to listen to this guy. Uh, anyway, the name of this uh, song is uh, called 10 Years of This from 1977. This is Gary Ronnie Stewart.
heartbroke song right yeah, there. It sure is. That's heartbroke. Yeah. Speaking of heartbroke. Oh, look uh, at the time. My heart's broke. We are, are out of time. And we're going to have to leave, man. Yes, we are. Uh, but you know what? What? We've got to figure out where we're going first. That's right. We, oh, that's where we're going to get out this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Whose turn so, is it to uh, I threw the dart last time, so, so uh, I'll, I'll get the map. Go get the map. Okay. It's in the back, it's in the, the usual the spot. closet back here, right? Yep. yep. Careful, it's getting pretty fragile. Yeah. Got we got it. Okay, let me put it up on the wall mm-hmm. carefully. There you go. Oh, that uh, thing is shredded, yeah. man. It's good. It's okay. good. You got it? Okay. Get the dart. Oh, the dart. It's, it's in, in uh, spoon drawer two. Two. Yeah. Spoon drawer. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, got yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Get over here in the circle. I'm in. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. One, One two, two, three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Oh, oh, wow. Wow, wow we went west and, and up. up. That would be north. Um, Dakota, South Dakota. South Dakota. White Lake, South Dakota. I've heard of White Lake, South yeah. Dakota. I don't know why. But I yeah. don't know. Well, that could be fun. Yeah, we'll have to find out. Now like, we'll find out how we, we know about White Lake. That's so. true. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, interesting show this week, Leo. Yeah, they usually are. They start <laughs> off going one direction, and we end up going a completely different direction. Yeah. So. Well, that's great. Well, we'll get packed up tomorrow and get out of here, and uh, we'll be back next week with lots more of this nonsense. Right here on Truckers Radio USA. USA. And look out behind you, it's the Derriers.